Sports Fix. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to this week's Sports Fix with me, Ben Cullen. Legendary Australian leg spinner Shane Warne, without doubt one of the greatest cricketers of all time, has died of a suspected heart attack aged 52. Warne took 708 test wickets, the second most of all time, in 145 matches across a stellar 15-year career. He had been found unresponsive in his villa on the Thai island of Koh Samui, last week, said his management company. Known for his sportsmanship and charisma, Warren inspired a generation of fans and players alike. The game of cricket was never the same after Shane emerged, said Australia Test captain Pat Cummins. Warren retired from international cricket in 2007, following Australia's 5-0 Ashes clean sweep of England at home. Man City outclassed Manchester United to maintain control of the Premier League title race with an outstanding display at the Etihad Stadium. City remains six points clear of Liverpool, having played one game more after a victory that was arguably even more convincing than the scoreline suggests. United were without injured Cristiano Ronaldo and Edison Cavani, as well as Luke Shaw, who has COVID-19. They found themselves overwhelmed by the quality and intensity of the reigning champions. Kevin De Bruyne was at the heart of it all. He put City ahead with a crisp early finish, then restored their lead before halftime after Sancho put United level with the precise low strike. City turned up the tempo after the break and put another two away. It finished up 4-1 to the men in blue. It was a night to remember at UFC 272 in Las Vegas as Colby Covington outpointed bitter rival Jorge Masvidal over five rounds in the main event. Ultimately, Covington's wrestling was the difference as he controlled Masvidal throughout the welterweight bout to secure a unanimous decision win. The matchup was the culmination of a bitter war of words after their long-time friendship broke down and turned into a heated rivalry. The pair were formerly close friends and training partners at South Florida gym American Top Team and were almost inseparable during their early UFC careers. A bitterly disappointed Masvidal admitted he wasn't at his sharpest during the bout. I am so excited to bring something a little different to Sports Fix this week. Our next guest is a former rugby player that played at premiership level both here in Hong Kong and Australia, but he's here to talk about some financial advice for young athletes. Here is William Tuffley. He joins us via Zoom. He's an accountant by trade, but he's done a lot more than that. And he's now working with athletes on all fronts, but we'll get into in a little while. That's enough of an intro, I think. Tuffley, how are you, fella? Welcome to Sports Fix. Thanks, Benny. Um, yeah, very, very nice intro. There's a lot of compliments in that. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> we're excited to have you on. Uh, what we like to do with our guests is we always do a little bit of quick fire to, to get the show started. So pretty simple. Just answer as fast as you can. Done. Favorite sports star of all time? Um, oh, too many. Um, I'll go with Mark Waugh, just because okay. it, it was one I can remember. Pizza or donuts? Oh, pizza. Favorite place you've ever played sport? Oh, Hong Kong. Love it. What color were your boots? Tried to be as black as possible, but I did go in maroon with the heavies in, in mind. Like it. Can you juggle? No. Favorite sport that's not rugby, if it is rugby? Ah, uh, cricket and golf. Sorry, they're probably... Depending what um, best player you've ever played with? Oh, that's hard. Um, I played with Matt Guido once. I'll take. He was on the bench too. So Let's I'll go take with that. that. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. 
Very good. William, give everyone a, an introduction to who you are and what you do and how you got to where you are today. Well, yeah, first, as I said, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I've been lucky to sort of play uh, sport at a reasonable level um, um, across across oh, in Australia, in Brisbane, playing first grade cricket and rugby here, um, and then taking me over the world as well. So played in Oxford, um, played for Oxford Harlequins over there and played cricket for Cumnor uh, for six months and, and also for the, the mighty Scottish, so um, in Hong Kong, which was an awesome time, so... Um, and I suppose as part of that, chartered accountant um, sort of always knew that I probably wasn't good enough to, to be a professional sportsman, which is in a weird sort of way, it could be a lucky thing. And so just sort of applied my trade there. And then as part of that, I'm now at BDO, um, sort of building a sports division. So sort of the passion is sport and then accounting's on the side because no one grows up wanting to be accountant, to be honest. Good man. Love it. So let's go back to your childhood a little bit. I'm guessing you had a pretty active childhood. What what were your influences and who were you playing sport with? Yeah, so um, I grew up in a country town, a couple of hours north of Brisbane. So the benefit of being in a country town is you can get thrown into any sport you want. So we would sort of play soccer on a uh, or football on a Saturday and then you'd play rugby league on a Sunday and then in, in summer you'd play cricket and then a bit of tennis and golf and so you just got thrown into every sport you could. Um, and dad was a, a, an avid sports follower. And then I've got two brother, two younger brothers. And so we just didn't stop playing sports. So we'd, we had a great backyard, which had a, you know, we could play cricket there all afternoon. And then when the and when the sun went down, we, we took it inside and we'd have golf putting competitions and mini cricket that, you know, we'd have video cameras set up for, you know, close calls and everything. It was just crazy. So, yeah, just sport sport nuts, really, when I grew up. You'd, you'd have videos for close calls? Yeah, we set up. Like, we had, there was, we had a, we actually had an inter-family competition between another family, uh, the Costellos, and we had, we had like a video camera set up for third TV replay. That's, how, that's, that's, that's how serious it got. Would you say sport was first and everything came after that? Oh, 100%. 100%. And that, and, and that followed on going to boarding school as well. So went to boarding school and for me, I went from school sport not being that big a deal to it was sort of all about club sport to all of a sudden the school plays sport on a Saturday and the whole, the whole day and it was just mental. So um, that was even better. And, and yeah. Now, Will, take, take no offence to this next part, but the main reason I got you on today was not because of your, your sporting accolades, but more about um, your career after sports. No offence taken at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, there's no way anyone's interviewing me for my sporting career either. So we're in the same boat there. Can you tell everyone a little bit about what you're trying to do within sport? And, and then perhaps we can go towards the advice for, for listeners. Basically, uh, I work at the accounting firm, but effectively building a sports division. So heaps of areas that we're focusing on. Um, but I suppose what got me into that in the first place was helping athletes at the like throughout their career from a financial accounting perspective, all the way through until their until the end of their career. So the idea was that I didn't want athletes to sort of jump or get to the end of their career and sort of have to start again. I wanted them to build and develop skills throughout their sporting career that would help them go into their next step and and build um, almost like sports their first job and then we can get them skills outside of sport and business and personal development skills that would then 
make their next job an easier transition or I don't even like the word transition. I just think it's the next step. And yeah. ideally that and ideally that next step is up. It's not down. Yeah. What would you say some of the biggest issues you see athletes face or some of the I don't want to call them mistakes because especially if they're young, but what are some of the issues? I think there's a there's a couple of really good ones. I think firstly it's short term thinking. So they're they're thinking in the short term rather than thinking in the long term. And that can be from a financial perspective or a business and personal development perspective. So, and it, and it depends a little bit on how much money you earn as an athlete, but potentially that's going to be the best paying job you ever have. But it's not going to, but you know, that, so therefore you have to factor in the fact that lifestyles and things are going to change with that. So it's trying to make that money work for you your whole life rather than just for that 10 years that you may be an athlete. You, you think an overconsumption, overspending mindset? Yeah, overspending um, com- and, uh, and comparing themselves to others. Like you might be in, I think the hardest thing in sport is, and this is different to business is, and I'll put this in really simple terms, is if if everyone in a sporting team is going to training at the same time, you're all trying to achieve exactly the same goal, you're all doing exactly the same training, you're all trying to win, but one person might be on $100,000 and one guy might be on a million but you're still trying to achieve the same goal. That doesn't mean you then should have exactly the same lifestyles. Whereas I think people tend to look at that and do that. Yeah. Um, whereas in business, it's sort of like, well, I know my boss is up higher and he's earning a lot more money and therefore I can't live a lifestyle. Like I can't buy a massive bomb house or a you know, boat and a Porsche and all that, you know, like that. I can't afford to do that. So. And I think we get caught up in because we're trying to achieve, athletes are trying to achieve exactly the same thing and they do exactly the same thing as their mate beside them that they should then live a social life exactly the same. And it doesn't work like that. All right. So, I mean, I would, I would go as far as saying to, to relate this to Hong Kong, there'll be lots of athletes that, you know, professional sport isn't huger. Academics and finance and business is what this city runs on. But for those that do have, you know, I suppose this, apply, this applies to everybody, actually. But somebody who does have a, a professional career year who needs to be mindful of the choices they're making. What sort of top tips do you have for them with regards to planning for the future, um, managing day to day? I think the first thing is start early. So start really early. And that just in terms of just thinking about it. And the other thing is the one size doesn't fit all. So... One thing that I see a lot of the moment is organisations maybe going, right, all our athletes are going to go and do a degree and they're all going to do a degree while they're playing their sport. But a degree for someone might not necessarily be the right choice. And I think networking is really important. And, and networking is such, it, it can be a really hard thing to do, but it, but learning the skills early is really important. Thank you so much for your advice that's really good advice that's what i wanted you to get you on it's different to what we normally hear mate absolute pleasure benny always happy to help um the athlete space and if any um if any of your listeners ever want to reach out tell them just so they can always reach out always happy to chat to people and and talk it out love love doing it that's awesome man appreciate it hong kong are you ready this is the hottest ticket in the world right now. After finally breaking the drought last weekend and getting a win, the LA Lakers will host the Wizards this evening and hope to keep the wins rolling in. That is my hottest ticket in the world this week. Have a great weekend all and make sure you tune in to All Being Well with me and Alison tomorrow at 3pm. Thank you so much, Ben. We'll see you tomorrow for All Being Well. Common Room with Alison Howe. Common Room with Alison